Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the EFG Daily Commute. My name is Stephen Deutschman, and I am your host, as always. This is my ride to work. And man, you know what? It's funny that I'm having trouble going through my intro, and it's part of that, as many of you know, is because I really haven't recorded an episode in a while. Um, And so I apologize for that. You know, it's supposed to be, this is the thing I do every day on my ride to work. However, um, the last couple of days... Uh, that I have been driving to and from work, I actually have been um, studying while riding, listening to an audiobook version of a uh, licensing exam because I needed to take a licensing exam for work. Um, but that's all gone because I passed it yesterday. So uh, big congratulations to myself, if I may uh, be so bold. However, um, now we're back. And my goal is to slowly ramp this up so that there will be a podcast, so that I drive to work four times, um, and I will be recording three podcasts a week at least. Um, And another possibility is that I may start recording some of them on my way home from work if things get bananas during the day. So I don't know. We're going to figure it out. But the goal is to get to the point where I start recording a podcast three of the four days um, on the way. So, um, I'd love your feedback. If there's things you want me to talk about, um, you know, send them my way. One thing that that has been suggested is that, right, you know, on days that are slow news days that I just pick a game from a list of video games and board games and just talk about my thoughts and experiences with them. Um, so if you want to do that and want me to do that, definitely, uh, let me know, what games you would like to talk about. Uh, my definite recommendation, head on over to engagefamilygaming.com slash community and uh, join in the discussion. But the topic for today is um, the PlayStation State of Play video. Um, that was last week. And it's still resonating with me a little bit because I think from a fan... what what. From our perspective, meaning we focus on games rated T and below, um, I I think it really kind of nailed it for us. And there are four big, four announcements as part of that that I definitely want to talk about. Um, First, we're going to talk about Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Um, Monster Hunter World came out earlier on this year um, and was a, actually, it wasn't even earlier on this year. It was last year, uh, beginning of last year, and it was a massive success. One of the best games of, um, you know, it was definitely one of the best games of last year. Um, it was, you know, it was nominated for Best RPG. Like, Monster Hunter has always been big, but Monster Hunter World is, you know, by the, the best-selling Capcom game of all time, um, and it's just a really cool concept in that you build a hero and you go out and you hunt these giant monsters and it is meant to be a multiplayer experience so especially if you are playing with friends you can take down monsters it sounds i mean it's awesome um and they had promised a very large expansion and here we go Uh, iceborne is coming out this september and it is more than your average um expansion from what Capcom has said, this is basically Monster Hunter World 2. They're adding a ton of new content, a ton of new monsters, new items, equipment, weapons, um, and that's awesome. Because that's kind of the whole point. 
one thing that I think is really going to set this apart is Monster Hunter World. It, like that game took place. I don't want to say tropical um, because there, you know, obviously there were some varied environments, but the bulk of that was very Southeast Asian inspired from everything that I could see volcanic islands, lush forests, etc. Iceborne, from what I can tell, is like Northern Europe in winter. So we're talking, you know, dense forests, snow everywhere. And one of the large monsters is a ground born, like, giant like demon moose thing I, I don't really know um it's like a cross between a moose and a dinosaur and it's freaking awesome looking um and i cannot wait to see some of the you know some of the people online playing it um i haven't played a lot of monster hunter world it's a it's a challenging game we own it um i i feel like this is one of those games that if i had two playstations <laughs> I could play with Evan or with Jake, and I think we might enjoy it more. Um, I just don't know that we can justify a second PlayStation just for that. Um, but it's worth watching some video of, at the very least, even if you aren't going to play it, it's worth watching some of the big monster fights um, because it, they're just so huge and elaborate and interesting. So that's the first, that was the opening, uh, which was crazy. You know, they opened up with that. Um, and it looks cool. <laughs> I will say this. Monster Hunter fans are all in for this. Um, and it's a, I mean, it's going to be a $40 standalone expansion. Or, if you've never played any of it before, there will be like an Iceborne edition of the base game that will be $60 that will include the base game as well. Uh, which is a great time. It's almost like a Game of the Year edition kind of situation. Second... They confirmed that the Medieval remake is coming back just in time for October. Um, we know this. Everything old is new again. And so um, Crash Bandicoot was a massive success. Spyro the Dragon was a massive success. Crash Team Racing is coming out in just in a month. Literally in a month, Crash Team Racing is coming. Um, and that's going to be a massive success by all accounts. So Medieval um, is giving it a shot too. This is a lesser known game from uh, the PS1 era where you play as more or less uh, just a skeletal knight who was a great hero. He died kind of embarrassingly, um, kind of like that dragon in Game of Thrones. And... Um, he gets a second chance as a reanimated skeleton. And he has to, you know, fight this evil wizard or whatever. The gameplay is pretty basic on this. You got a sword, you got some weapons, you're running around on some maps, um, you know, kind of gauntlet style, hacking and slashing at enemies. It's meant to be kind of kooky and over the top. Um, what's going to be great is this game's coming out on October 25th. Um, so it's going to be out just in time for Halloween. Um, so I expect some, you know, th this is definitely going to be on some games to play on Halloween lists, which is, which is cool. Um, do I know if it's going to be good? No, I don't, but, uh, it looks cute. Um, it looks, uh, it looks like a budget title and that's great for us. Uh, so medieval, it's coming out October 25th, just in time for Halloween. Everybody's going to want to be playing a spoopy game, but you're not Not everybody's going to want to play Resident Evil. Like, I'm not, because Resident Evil is terrible. Um, 
it's not terrible. I mean, it's objectively good, right? Like it's well made. I'm just a wuss. So forget about that. Um, so yeah, medieval. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I never played the first game. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing it with the kids. Um, I wonder, cause it's, an, this is the problem that I think we in, as a household will have is like, it's an action adventure kind of hack and slash game. And I don't know how well that game is going to hold up after we spent all summer playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Cause I, I'm, we're going to eat that game up. Um, cause Marvel Ultimate Alliance for Switch is just easily the game that I am the hungriest for right now. Um, and I was talking to the boys about wanting to play through it in co-op and going through that action hack and slash stuff and then moving to a different game that's a, a bit more limited. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So the third thing, uh, is an announcement that was made, uh, about a game called Away, which is a survival game set in the distant future <laughs> where you play as a sugar glider that is uh, trying to survive, which looks awesome. Uh, it's absolutely stunning. Um, and what really impressed me about this, and, and I definitely encourage everybody, you know, go grab the trailer and, um, and watch it. The sense of scale on that game is so cool, right? Like everything just pops. Um, you know, every blade of grass just kind of, really feels like a tree because I mean that's kind of how the how that scale works when you're a sugar glider um so I you know we don't have any details about when it's coming out we know it's coming in 2020 uh, or at least that's what they said um it's a small team that is working on it as of right now it sounds like it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive but we don't really know any of those details um all I can say is watch the video and um, you know, keep your eye on it. We definitely will. I love the idea of a survival game where you have to play as a critter, like a sugar glider. Wow, that was almost an accident. Um, the, the downside to driving and recording a podcast on the highway is sometimes you gotta watch things that don't sound great. So, so that's Away, it's a survival game. Man, sugar gliders are super cute. Um, and in fact, I know someone who has one. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I am super stoked to, um, be able to, I'm super stoked to be able to play that. Uh, I want to play it with him and see if he'll give me uh, some tips. Um, maybe I should do a video of me playing the game with a sugar glider while hanging out with a sugar glider. I think that would be kind of funny. Um, okay. So last but not least, they closed out the show with an additional gameplay reveal for Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was divisive uh, on the internet. Um, but I was excited. Here's what we know now. First off, they reconfirmed that it was in development for the general public. They showed uh, what the game is going to look like. They showed what Cloud and Barrett and Eris are going to look like. Um, which uh, they, they confirmed there's going to be voice. This game's going to be fully voice acted. Um, 
they confirm that it's definitely more action-oriented, it appears that this is a game where you're going to have your team and you'll be kind of rotating between your heroes, very similarly to, say, Final Fantasy uh, 15, and um, which is potentially good or bad. Obviously, they have to revamp the combat system. We don't really know. Um, everything looks awesome. Um, it is, it's definitely going to be more of an action RPG than a turn-based one, um, but we knew that was going to happen. Um, at least I did. I think a lot of people that are realists understood that this was not just going to be Final Fantasy VII in HD. Um, because the reality is that game would never be made now. Like, if, if Square was had that idea and started ma making that game now, it would be an action RPG, uh, which is very similar to, like, what Final Fantasy XV is. Um, so they would, that's what they would do. And that's what they're going to do. Um, everything they showed was in Midgar, which is early in the game. I think, uh, I don't know, I'm bad with percentages, but I think Midgar is probably like the first like 15%, you know, maybe 10% of the game because it's before everything really opens up. Um, there's a lot of video game in, um, in Final Fantasy VII. There's a lot of video game. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of opportunity for them to kind of remix and revamp things. Um, and so the, the gameplay we saw so far, we don't really have details, but we know it definitely action, action focused. Um, I love the character redesigns. Um, specifically, you know, Aerith looks awesome. Um, you know, they, they kind of captured her hair. Um, which I, I know that sounds kind of silly, but like getting her hair right, I think was important. Um, she was one of the first 3D sprites they made in the um, in the Final Fantasy series before everything was pixel art, and so she was one of the first 3D character models they made, and she's iconic, and so I think it was really important to get that character right. Same thing with Cloud, but I think she's the one that needs... We need to get her right in order for this game to work. Um, no spoilers, I guess, but she's an important character in this game. So, um, the other thing we know, and this is a big deal, man. We're going to find out more details at E3. Square Enix took the big boy spot. They took 6 p.m. Monday, um, 6 p.m. Pacific, Monday... Um, that is such a huge deal. That's where Sony used to go. Sony bowed out. I didn't think anyone was going to swoop in. Um, and Square Enix came in to take it. Uh, that means they have stuff to talk about. Uh, they wouldn't take that big of a spot, at least I don't think so, without having something to say. And Final Fantasy VII Remake, like giving gameplay details, maybe even a release window, um, that's a big deal. Now, one thing that I, you know, one thing that I think really does kind of have weight in this discussion is that um, this game just restarted development relatively recently, um, and they needed to because it was being handled by an outside vendor, um, which was dumb to begin with, as far as I'm concerned. You don't remake, you don't trust another company to remake 
one of your most beloved games of all time, you've got to have that handled in-house by people who understand and care. Um, which is, they learned that. Um, but it's a massive game, so a lot of people could be like, well, what do you mean? Well, how are you getting this game done? Well, it's going to be done episodically. What that means is we're going to play Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. This thing could be divided in, you know, I, th I, I can imagine four relatively even breaks where you can play through the game and there's four relatively acceptable stops. And then what they can do is have them all kind of build on each other. So, you know, because towards the end, some of them use some of the same maps and things like that, right? Um, so my guess is at the very least, part one, a very clean break is part one is doing all the stuff that is in Midgar, which there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Um, if you think about it, like if you played Final Fantasy VII, like, it's a very clean break, and um, that would be a pretty good end, because it even has, like, a climactic battle and kind of settles out. That's when you kind of escape Midgar and move out into, like, the open world. Totally makes sense that you could do that. Um, I have no idea what the other divides would be, but my guess is they're going to announce Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 or, however or Episode 1 or however they're going to call it. Um, and my guess is that it's going to come out, if not by the end of this year, I think early next year. Um, the games are going to be shorter, so they don't have as much to do. And I think that that is how they're going to have to do it. Um, the real question is how they're going to price it. Um, there are absolutely fans that would pay 60 bucks for each of these episodes. Um, with that said, I, I think that there are also a lot of people that would absolutely revolt at the idea of it. Um, and I can't necessarily say that I disagree with them. Um, so we're going to have to find out. And, that, and that's going to be their big question. And they have to answer it well. How are they going to price Final Fantasy Remake? Um, you know, it, but we'll find out more at E3. That's what's so crazy about all this. Um, there were some other announcements. They weren't necessarily things that we need to care about uh, because they were not uh, family appropriate. But those were the four big announcements from the uh, PlayStation State of Play video. Um, I think it was better than the first one, uh, but they definitely still have some room for improvement, um, especially since they told us it was going to be one new reveal and, uh, like, a focus on medieval and then they spent more time talking about monster hunter than they did um so they still need to if they're going to give us an expectations and say what they're going to do they should probably actually be accurate but i mean they're going to learn we all remember that nintendo struggled a lot in the beginning with nintendo direct so they'll, they'll find their footing so i'd love to hear your thoughts what I mean, what do you think of this Final Fantasy VII remake? If it's if it's episodic, are you in? Are you out? Um, I'm in. Um, you know, I think that sounds great to me. It's the only way I'll be able to finish the game. So um, let me know your thoughts. Uh, I'll go ahead and share this into the EFG community. Uh, and yeah, I'd love to have a discussion about what what you're excited about.
Um, so I do hope you guys have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. And until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye now.